0: Hello, and welcome back to the Journey to Motherhood podcast. I am your host, Quashonda Everett, and you are listening to episode 22 featuring two guests. And would you believe both guests' names are Christy? We have Christy Gack- Gaskins and Christy Lavelle. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. Hi, Christy and Christy. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hi,
1: thank you so much for having us.
0: Yes. Absolutely. So I, I I ran across, um I have a Journey to Motherhood podcast Instagram account as mo- um, most of my listeners are aware of that. And I was just following, I believe, the fertility hashtags. That's how I found a lot of people. And I came across a page called Christy and Christy. And so I clicked on it and I followed some of the YouTube videos and I just thought you guys, what you're doing is really cool and that you guys have the same name is really cool. So I said, let me reach out and see if they'll come on and they agreed to come on. And so I'm so glad to have both of you all um, here with me today. So I'll go ahead and let uh, one of you start with just introducing yourself and just sharing your journeys to motherhood.
1: Essentially we, um, our college buddies and everything. Um, And although our journeys are different, just our journey to motherhood itself has been, you know, pretty difficult. And so um, mine, I suffered, you know, two losses, the first one Mm. being a stillbirth. And then, you know, my second loss, our uh, son was born. um, And a few hours later, he he passed away, you know, and this was at 27 weeks. And so just going the, the pains, you know, the trauma, the um, depression, everything. Um, right. And just feeling like I was alone in that situation. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know anyone else who had experienced anything like that. Um, you know, I've heard, I've had heard of some people who had miscarriages, but, you know, not really many in the black community that spoke about it. Um, and just, you know, my type of loss I hadn't heard anybody. I didn't know anybody that suffered from that type of loss. And so, mm-hmm. you know, just going through that entire experience and feeling as if there was no one who understood me, there was no mm-hmm. one I could really, you know, talk to. Um, and then, you know, speaking to Christy, and of course, she'll tell you her her journey and everything. But, you know, just speaking to Christy about the loneliness that we were feeling, you know, mm-hmm. as we went through our, our different journeys And just, you know, some of the same experiences that we had just with, you know, trauma and depression and everything. Um, And we just realized, you know, there are so many women out there that need just the, just to know that there are other people like them out there that have experienced loss, that have, you know, experienced infertility and, you know, go through these different emotions Um, and just know that there is a community of people out there that can Mm -hmm. assist them, you know, in getting through this you know, trauma and, you know, really getting back to a really uh, peaceful place in their life and a place that they have, um, where they're happy and where they have joy. And Mm -hmm. so that's, you know, how we started Christy Christy, just to, you know, bring hope to other people who who were like us.
2: Mm -hmm. Exactly. And um, my story obviously is, um, you know, much different, but still, you know, a form of grief. Um, I struggled with infertility. My husband and I struggled for six years. Um -hmm. and it was it was a rough journey. Because I mean, any woman who, even if you're not struggling with infertility, even if you just don't have children yet, you deal with the questions, when are y'all gonna have kids? You're not getting any older, you know, Mm -hmm. or any younger, um, and et cetera. And so people put a time clock on your uterus. And so you know, and as the years tick on, they're looking at you as if they're wondering, Well, do they not want kids or is something mm-hmm. wrong with them? You know, <laughs> and so, oh, yeah, <laughs> it became exactly, and so it became something that I didn't talk about openly to people, only you know, my mother, Christy, you know, very few people, you know, knew of my my struggle and how I really felt about the situation. Now everyone else would just get the surface level, you know, when God is ready, he'll give us a child, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I didn't really discuss how broken I felt and, you know, and to add insult to injury, I suffered from um, uterine fibroids in the past. Mm -hmm. And so my cycles, my monthly cycles were gruesome. I mean, horrible to the point where when I knew my period was coming, I started having anxiety attacks because it was just they were bad. And so I got to a point where I'm like, Lord, either I get a hysterectomy or you give me this baby, but I can't do <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Like it was Ooh, it was just yes. really bad. And I went into a state of depression. I went into um, a state of, you know, feeling worthless because, you know, when you, society teaches us that you're a woman because you can bear children. You know, that's one of the main signals <laughs> of being a woman. And so when you're not able to do that, and then you're so, you're left with having to redefine your identity. You know, well, who am I if this is not what I'm supposed to do? But then, you know, on the opposite, you know, I have faith. You know, I believe in God. Yes. And so if I'm saying that God promised me these children, then who am I to say that he won't provide even though what it looks like right now isn't what he promised, you know? Yes, you
0: better preach. Yes. It just just, just reminds me of me so much and when I was struggling, but I'm not going to go ahead. You can keep going. Yeah, no, no,
2: no. You're right, (laughs) right, girl. You know, so, you know, it it was a struggle. And then to see my husband every month, you know, be disappointed when I said, nope, it didn't happen Mm -hmm. this month, (laughs) periods, you know, and to Mm -hmm. tell him that. And then he go into this depressive state. And then I got to deal with the cramps and the vomiting and all that stuff from being on my, like, it was just miserable. I felt like I was being punished I was like what did I do Lord let me look back upon mm-hmm. my life <laughs> you know because you're trying to rectify the bad mm-hmm. things that happened to you so you're trying mm-hmm. to find where can you place the blame is it on me is it on someone yes. else is, is it my husband is he not doing right Lord let me know you know like I I'm yeah. trying to blame somebody okay <laughs> And uh-huh. so, so and it, it, it just it was a, a long journey of fertility treatments and trying different things and you know doing the operation thing that didn't work. Um and uh, <laughs> until ultimately we decided to do, you know, IVF. But you know, through that journey, what I loved most about Christy, even from our friendship, and that's why I think Christy and I kind of bonded so quickly in college was you know we kind of grew up the same as far as our parents establishing faith in our lives heavy and so it was refreshing to be a college student and feel like i can be myself Mm
1: -hmm. because you
2: know my whole life i've always been like oh christy's too holy oh don't show christy that or don't tell you know don't say that around christy you know she she a jesus freak or whatever you know and so to have someone that I didn't have to dim my light with, who, you know, Christy's always, oh, y'all want to do a fast? Oh, we going to church? You know, <laughs> you know yeah. I always count on Christy to, to yeah. you know, that I could be myself and talk openly about my faith and, you know, my struggles mm-hmm. and not feel yes. judged. So Christy and I have always been close. And then Christy Christy came about because um, I had a dream about Christy and I using our journeys to, you know, in some way, like God had a purpose for what he allowed us to go through. And it was actually confirmed through Christy's husband. He was just like, hey, I've been thinking, you know, why don't y'all start something together? You know, maybe call it Christy Christy and y'all share, you know, your journey. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's confirmation, yeah. you know, wow. <laughs> it was like confirmation of that, yeah. you know, what God had told me, like, this is mm-hmm. what we're supposed to be doing. And that's when I got that aha moment that, Sometimes what we go through and what God allows us to go through isn't for us. And often oh, come on. We miss yes, so. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. So and often we miss it because we're too busy trying to figure out, well, what God, what was I supposed to learn from this? What, what, yes. Why did you make me go through this? But mm-hmm. sometimes it's not for us. It's for other people. Yes. Yes. Because other I people need seen, to I hear say that. that.
0: Yes. I say that all the time. It is never about us. Mm-hmm. It's never about us. And I think when I went through my journey, that is what kept me strong is because I knew that one day God was going to use it to exactly. help someone else. And I had to keep reminding myself, you're not mm-hmm. going through this for nothing. Pain isn't wasted. He's mm-hmm. going to turn it into purpose. You know, I had mm-hmm. to keep And those were the that, you know, that kept me. Like, so I'm glad you said that because that, that is extremely true. That's yeah. so true.
2: Mm-hmm. And even, but even though when you're going through it, because I know Christy can attack. Oh, it don't feel When you're good. going through it, you ain't trying to hear about exactly. what God is trying to do for other people's lives oh, no. through your pain. No, no, you're no. like, Lord, why yeah, yeah. me? Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. I had my strong days where that would help. And then it was the other days. Like, why me, God? Like, exactly. why are you tripping? Like, what's going on? You know? Mm-hmm. I would not I've been therapist. faithful. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and I know that means that's... Exactly. So it's like, come on now, I'm doing everything you told me to do and it's not working, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's such a blessing. First of all, I just want to say that I think, you know, good friends are hard to come by. So I'm so like, I love to hear the story of how close you guys were and how you all had each other to get through these tough times throughout the journey. I didn't have that. You know, I didn't know a lot of people who was because I went through infertility for 10 years and, mm. you know, I didn't have a lot of people that I could relate to, which makes it lonely as well. Mm-hmm. So everything mm-hmm. that you guys shared today, it's just like it's amazing because we all feel the same way who has like dealt with this monster of infertility or loss or whatever It's mm-hmm. the same exact feelings of worthlessness and loneliness and So I'm just glad that, you know, you guys followed the calling to do things like, you know, to do the things you guys are doing. So you all have a YouTube channel. And what type of content do you all share on your channel?
1: Everything, you know, related to our journey. So, um, you know, essentially, of course, just like what we told you, our our background, you know, how we got here, um, mm-hmm. our struggles with our faith and keeping our faith during our journeys, you know, mm-hmm. um, just getting through grief, getting through depression. So just you name it, <laughs> you know, related yeah. to mm-hmm. our, yeah. our journeys mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. just really trying to encourage others and let them know that their um, their feelings are you know, legitimate (laughs) and it's okay Mm -hmm. to feel the way that they feel, but Mm -hmm. also, you know, how can we get to the light, you know? Mm
2: -hmm. And so,
1: yes, that's, you know, essentially what our channel has been about. Um, and we have evolved a little bit. And so, um, more recently we have done interviews with uh, various people, including a doctor and OBGYN. Um, and so she's been able to give tips of how to awesome. you know even advocate for yourself you know how you know the things that you should look for during pregnancy the things that you should be talking to your doctor about and you know everything like that and so just you know getting more information out there because one of the things that we noticed is that you know particularly when it comes to black women Um, Women of color, but you know, especially black women, um, it's so important to be an advocate for yourself because we don't receive the same treatment. Mm -hmm. And so, there are so many things that have you know, that can be prevented. um, Yes. And that are not, in that, you know, black women suffer from uh, more losses, you know, even themselves dying more. Yes. Um, And so, those are the things that we want to bring awareness about and, you know, just really show black women in particular that you have to be your own best advocate. You have to know how to advocate for yourself and that's you know, be right. strong enough to do it or, you know, make that's sure right. that you have people on your team that can advocate yeah, right. for you when you're not able to. Mm-hmm. And so, uh-huh. you know, that's, yeah. you know, one of our main goals of, you know, really teaching people how to advocate and what to look for.
0: And it's so important because my son is 10 months. So I had a, my child last year. He's my first and uh-huh. only child. And um, I, yeah, and I just, you know, I didn't realize how important it was. Like, I'm just one of those people. If I feel some type of way, I'm going to say something. Like, I don't care who you are. I'm going to ask questions. If I'm paying you, you're going to answer my questions. Like I'm not one of those ones that shy away from people. So I'm, I'm one of those people that will speak up, but everybody is not like that. And we have to let people know that it's okay to open your mouth and say something. Mm -hmm. When I was going through delivery and all of that, my nurse was just very insensitive. She was just Oh my gosh, she was horrible. And oh thankfully God. I had my midwife who was there with me, but like I was able to speak up and say, no, we're not doing that. Or I want this and I want it now, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, like speaking up because if not, they will let you almost die. If you say right. anything. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So exactly. how did you guys cope? Um, I know you had each other like, but through your losses and through your infertility, what other ways did you cope with it?
2: Well, honestly, like I said, a, l- a lot of it had to do with my faith um, mm-hmm. and keeping busy. <laughs> keeping busy. One thing that Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I went back to school. My husband and I, you know, we were going on vacations um, mm-hmm. and different stuff like that, you know. So I had to kind of refocus and not be so much about, you know, baby, baby, baby. And so yes. at one point, my husband <laughs> and I had to look at each other and say, like, look, if this doesn't happen, are we happy with each other? Like if we, if it's just yes. me and you, you know, if it's yes. just me and you for the rest yes. of our lives, like, is this something that's going to break our marriage or is this something, you know, that, you know, yes. would just have enhanced our marriage. And so we had to just kind of refocus our energy on each other and yes. and just being in love with each other and enjoying each other's company mm-hmm. and then letting God, you know, provide when he, you know, when it was, when he saw fit and it was ready. And so it was a lot of that. I mean, not, Trust me, every month it still was the (laughs) when my cycle came, I still was angry and I still and I still had to deal with those emotions and deal with those things. But, you know, I often found myself in worship a lot and and, you know, letting that kind of soothe me out of it. And I'm serving. helping others kind of help, help take, mm-hmm. take the spotlight off of myself. That always make you feel
0: better. Exactly. Oh yeah. That always makes you feel better when you are doing things to help others. And it's, I'm just telling you everything you guys are saying, it just reminds me so much of myself. My husband and wow. I also kept took vacations and I was yeah. also really heavily in church and trying to help others to get my mind off of like the pain. And we went through IVF and it didn't work mm. three times. Mm. It failed. We went through every a lot of fertility treatments. And I just miraculously, like God just did that thing all of a sudden out of the blue and just wowed us. Wow. Yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> yes. Amazing. Yes. It was his timing and his timing only. And and I said, you know, he had to show me that I'm going to do this thing when I want to do it. <laughs> yeah. <Exactly. Yes>. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that was me, so it was so great. a
1: little different. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Oh, you go ahead. Off. Um, Yeah, so for me, it was a little different, you know, after my first loss, um, because I, faith is, you know, my life and everything, you know, just relying on God. But after my first loss, I was like, okay, you know, I can, I can rely, you know, continue to rely on God. I can continue to trust him. I know despite what happened, God is still good, you know, um, and it's just, you know, something that happened, something that he's teaching me, something that, you know, I will be able to help others with. After Mm -hmm. my second loss, I, it was, it was so hard for me to Mm -hmm. recover from. And so I moved away from my faith. I wasn't going to church. Um, And it was just like, okay, God, you let this happen twice. Um, And, you know, this time worse than the first time, because, you know, Mm. our son was actually born. We heard him cry and everything. They, you know, they let us see him. And, you know, rush him off to the NICU. All the doctors are like, oh, he'll be fine. He'll just have to stay in the NICU for a little bit because he's, you know, he was born early. And so that's what we had in our heart. We were just like, we have our son. We'll you know, okay. he's here. Yeah. We saw him. And then, you know, a few hours later, he passes away. Snatched away. And so it was just mm-hmm. like, yeah. And so it was just like, you know, God, what happened? And so I moved away from my faith. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I went to counseling. Um And that helped for a while, but then, you know, I ended up quitting counseling because I was just like, you know, especially after the second loss, what else can you tell me? Like, there's nothing else that you can tell me that's going to really help me. And so my husband and I, we traveled um, and we took just some time off. We were just like, maybe we just need some time to get, you know, change of scenery, change of pace, and just not be consumed by this. And so, um, you know, that's what we did. But then, you know, when we got back to the States, it was kind of like reality hit. And so um, it was literally God had to come and get me <laughs> out of, you know, my pit and, you know, let me know that he was still there, that he still loved me, that he still cared mm-hmm. and everything. And so, um, you know, by way of a a church service, you know, I, I finally did uh, open myself up to going back to church. And so it was ultimately my faith that got me back but for a period of time i was i don't want to say faithless, but oh, I, <laughs> was. I wasn't as reliable
2: you know faith, faith-, faith deficient
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah i was <laughs> like that i would. not
2: just-
0: I was like that. I was so angry. Like I went through a phase where I didn't want to hear anything about nothing about God or people telling me pray. Mm-hmm. Like I was just irritated. But you know, God is a big He's a He's a big guy. He can handle our feelings. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. he, he, he understands, you know. So, but I went through the same phase, but I will all was nothing, you know, something inside me would always gravitate me back to church, back to worship, back to prayer. Like I couldn't get away from it because that was all I knew. That was the way I was raised, you know. So no matter how angry I was, I would find myself back in church with my hands lifted, snot rolling and tears yeah. and you know, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it was so great talking to you guys. I really um, enjoy meeting you all and I will continue to follow your page and keep in touch with you guys and watch your videos. I think what you're doing is great. You know, the community need the things that we are doing. Um, and I'm just happy that things like this are you know, are available now. I had went through infertility for so long and in the beginning, I felt like nothing was there. Not, Not a lot of resources, but it's a lot of people that are talking about it now and are opening up. So I'm glad that resources like this, you know, are available. So you guys keep up the good work.
2: Thank you so much. Well. It was a pleasure. Yes. You keep up the good work as well. Representation is important. Representation is important. Yes. So I'm, I'm, yes. lov- I'm loving what I see. I love to see it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, me as well.